Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, put them viewers in. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Small Podcast. And before I introduce anything else, we got to play the hits. <laughs> bitch, keep it up, you bitch. Keep it up, you bitch. Authentic. Authentic. Keep it up, you sexy bitch. You, you sexy bitch. You sexy bitch. Big fucking bob in your big fucking dick in your fucking ass. Always box it. Always box it. That was Jeremy from the Derby Pod watching his Derby Exacta hit for a 20 to 1 payout. He put 20 bucks on it. That's a cool $400 and some change in young Jer's pocket. That's a big win right there. He was very, very excited. So, welcome to another episode of the Talk Small Podcast. We are back in the Garden District. Uncle Al, Daddy Al, he's here. We're at his casa, su casa. It's been a while. Yes, it has. We were we were running pretty good with back to back to back podcast national championships week by week, but uh, we had some vacations in here, and we wanted to get together and talk about some of those. But before a lawyer calls in, who happens to be at a bar and forgot we were podcasting, typical tonight. lawyer maneuver of being a fucking drunk at a bar, especially during Corona. Yeah, he said he's going to give us 20 minutes, but I bet we'll get billed for a full hour. That's our lawyer. So, I guess one of our segments that we started is the best to ever do it. And this segment is about somebody who's passed away since the last episode. Al, you said you wanted to do these. I have one, but I want you to kick yours off. We have a good amount of uh, candidates for best to ever do it since we had a break from the last pod lot to pick from. I'm going to have to go with uh, Cliff Robinson for mine. The NBA journeyman, played a bunch of years. Uh, I think he's like 11th in games played. Um, you know, all-around good glue guy. After the after his NBA career, he got involved in the cannabis business, known as affectionately as Uncle Cliffy. So that that's my best to ever do it. A real trailblazer for you there. So I really liked him on Survivor. That was a mammoth of a man out there in the elements. Big dog. How was he swimming? To be honest, I don't remember. So that means it wasn't really bad or it wasn't really good. But uh, my best to ever do it, as Andy Reid's wearing a face mask on the sideline. Hell yeah, brother. It's going to be tough to eat a cheeseburger through that. My best to ever do it is LSU tailgating. <laughs> Yesterday, LSU tailgating died it's been banned it will no longer happen it's dead forever once it's dead it'll never come back all those generations of people that parked that rv put that tent in that same spot year after year after year are done and speaking of done here comes our lawyer uh good timing for our lawyer harley uh, when i was looking at the list of celebrities who died from the last episode I thought you may go with Rennie Santoni. Now, do you know who that is? Sounds like he was on Sopranos. It's Poppy from Seinfeld, oh, who I died do. at the age of 81. So that's a you know a little honorable mention for the Seinfeld fans, like our lawyer who's calling in late from a bar with background Did you say chatter. Poppy from Seinfeld. Poppy, yes. Oh, R.I.P. Poppy. <laughs> Chris, what's up, dude? What you uh, what you getting into right now? Is the uh, is the noise too too bad for the background? No, you're good. You okay? Just keep going. It's right, a, it's amb- it's ambiance. Oh, good. I'm at uh, I'm at the beach corner. I've been here before. One of my favorite watering holes. How's it during? How's that? How's being at a bar during Corona? You fucking degenerate lawyer, fuck. I've been to a few of them. I've always been to a few of them. Irish Kevin's being one of them. Uh, 
Uh, you guys want to get straight into the Key West stories, or can I do my fuck that dude of the week? Do that. Do your fuck that dude of the week, so then we can go into Key West. Because Chris, we only get him for about twenty minutes. Okay, here. aptly, my fuck that dude of the week is our fucking lawyer, Chris Thompson, who just got back from one of his many vacations on the podcast dime. This he just got back from Colorado with some friends of ours, and he didn't fucking let me, Kruski. He probably didn't let you know, Harley. Hey, Chris, how about a little heads up? Maybe we like a vacation. You know, you go on about 80 of them like Hank from PMT. How about you let us know? Um, how about you let us go? I mean, I may have not been able to go, but a little a little thought would be fucking nice doing shrooms, climbing, climbing 14ers, and you don't even let a fucking brother know. Uh, he might have. T- he told me while we were in Key West together, but I didn't really get invited. I think it was one of those hashtag this is Mal's friends. But it wasn't because it was Shanker's girlfriend's birthday. So Mal wouldn't even know this person without Chris. And Chris was having buddy time, Snapchatting Bruce's sack up in Colorado. So, Chris, you're my fuck that dude of the week, you son of a bitch. I think you might put me in fuck that dude of the year if you knew that I've been on two of those vacations without you now and was invited to three. I just couldn't make it one year. So how, am I ranked higher or lower? How do you feel about that? How much fucking vacation do you get? I need. I mean, I know TSP plays a hefty salary to put you on retainer, but how many fucking vacations have you taken? Uh, that's only that's only the second one I've gone on this year, I think. Yeah, but Chris, out of the days did, of August being thirty-one, how many of those days did you actually work? Because I got I guarantee the over unders three and a half. So are we talking days I went into the office, or are we talking like never mind twenty four hours, like with an eight hour workday? Chris working and not working. Chris working and not working is not that much of a difference. On a Chris quote unquote working day, he still get gets off at eleven a.m. and goes straight to the Hooters bar. So let's not <laughs> fucking kid ourselves here. Hey Holy- man, that's why you got to BYOB, be your own boss, build your own brand. Speaking of I'm build- always working. I got my phone on me. I'm taking calls. I'm making calls. I'm taking emails. I'm making emails. Hey, Chris, do you want to introduce the viewers to our brand new sponsor of the podcast, recently inked in Key West? Wait, say that again. Do I want to what? Your recently inked sponsor? Do you want to introduce our recently inked sponsor from Key West for the podcast? Who's our recently inked Sponsor from Key West. Knob Properties, Mac, oh, and Chris. Yeah. <laughs> no last well, names. I'd like to announce uh, the Christopher Thompson Law Firm, comma, LLC. It's our first year in business. We've made a huge get. Really snagged a real whale of a client. Knob uh, Properties, Enterprises, Mac, LLC. Great, great client. Got a great future going forward with them. Very excited. What's the Mac? Mark August Knobloch. Oh. No last names. Jesus Christ. He said he he couldn't get Knobloch Enterprises, Inc. because Knobloch Properties Enterprises or whatever because it was too similar to somebody else's. So he added the Mac at the end of it. There's no way that's true either. Jesus Christ. I, <laughs> I, he sent me a Snapchat. I'm sure he sent y'all the same. He looks like he bought the bullshit little, you know, as an employee, know your rights posters and shit like that. Well, he needed <laughs> to buy those, Chris. He had us fucking working hard for Nabog Property Enterprises, Matt. And- <laughs> he, did, he did have employees working hard. It was hot out there, more, too. More work than his own son was willing to do around the, the little rental property. I'll tell you that much. I had my hands full enough. So you guys want to get into your uh, your Key West vacation breakdown for the viewers? Lay it all out for so, them. So I want to say that vacation with Chris is good for me because me and Chris are pretty similar. We just go with the flow, don't really want to do anything, just lay around. My wife's kind of on my level of that. Mallory struggles with the uh, lack of motivation Chris and I have on vacation. <laughs> but I will say that Chris gave me one of the best presents you could ever give me. 
pizza as an appetizer. One of the best to ever do it. Chrissy ordering pizza as an appetizer, and I love the move. Oh, pizza as an appetizer? Oh, I'm telling you, man, that's a great move. Your your dad and mom, to an extent, shit on us as for pizza as an appetizer, but that's a real I know how to dine move. You order pizza as an appetizer. That waitress or waiter knows you're going to be there for two and a half hours minimum. Once they see you eating in the size of you, they know you're going to be there for two and a half hours at a minimum. <laughs> I don't think you need to order pizza, Mr. Eat 10 chicken wings in two hours. <laughs> it hardly, hardly spot on that. My bride has a real hard time just fucking relaxing. You don't have to go, go, go. I'm on vacation for a full week. Taking a goddamn nap at some point. It it should be easy to do during Corona with you know it being a pain in the ass to do anything, but Harley's giving me eyes like you know she had you guys lined up for activities. Chris, you guys are going to be the busybodies at the nursing home. Chris, Chris, Chris ends up on like some kind of sunset cruise, and I know that if uh, Third Reich and his bride didn't show up into Key West. They were definitely, she'd have definitely been pretty upset that no one else in the house wanted to go. She's like, Y'all want to go? Me and I were like, No. Mark and Patty are like, No. And Chris is like, Oh, man. Okay, well, we'll save it to when Eric gets here. So they waited till Third Reich and them get here. I did I did like how friend of the podcast, Third Reich, who that's not his real name, but that's his nickname we gave him. My parents were saying, oh, yeah, uh, Chris's buddy Third Reich is here. <laughs> I, I love how quickly they just adopted the neo-fascist nickname, no questions Your asked. Your parents calling him Third Reich is pretty fucking funny. Yeah, I got snaps of my dad and him just completely shit-faced at a bar and my mom oh, saying, God, we're really probably going to get kicked out soon. Pod feeding off of each other's energy on dumbass stories and yeah, bad takes. It was it was bad. And so the whole time we thought like it was going to be Chris versus me for second son throne. Third right came in and took it took the title from us within like five minutes at me so happy. Chris and I were downgraded to me so third and fourth son. I mean third right probably didn't even Bring out the trump card of ne- sweet nectar, boys. My dad would have ate that up with a fucking spoon. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I don't think he mentioned sweet nectar, boys, at all. I, I, going back to that Sunset Cruise, that thing was fucking worth the money, though, man. I usually don't like to do bullshit tour stuff like that. Totally fucking worth it. Cheap. Three-hour tour. Awesome snorkeling over real ass coral out in the middle of the ocean, and then the Bud Light race at the at the end. I think I told you about that earlier. I don't know if I pulled out. Why don't you tell the podcast viewers? <laughs> so they had this, uh, you know, after you snorkel and shit, the boat ride back was about forty five minutes to an hour, and they had a bar that they opened up. It's like a catamaran sailboat, and in the middle, the covered area where everybody sat, they opened a the bar. And they had a uh, bubble on draft and like champagne and maybe some other bullshit fruit punch. Well, me and Third Reich, we were going to get our goddamn money's worth out of this tour. So we were on a Bud Light race. Now, he's going to drink more than me just in general because he's more of a degenerate than I am. And he also got there about 10 minutes before I did. They're not full 16 or 12-ounce cups. There's probably those 8 or 10-ouncers. I don't know exactly what they are, the little... Clear plastic cups. But still, I think the final tally was 14, and I think I did 11 within that 45-minute to an hour stretch. Hands down, the most hungover I was on the trip the next morning. Talk about getting value, though, Colin. <laughs> well, yeah, but you were in zombie mode the rest of the fucking evening. Is that the night we went to Irish Kevin's? I think so. Yeah, Chris was in fucking zombie mode the rest the rest of the night, not having any of it, looking just upset. You could tell he was getting hung over by like ten o'clock at night. <laughs> I hate that feeling when you when you start drinking early and you feel that hangover headache, like you know. But they didn't start drinking early. You couldn't drink on the way out there. They left to the thing at like four forty five. So Chris got tanked between like hours of. Six and seven. Yeah, and I heard him. He, done. He said he drank eleven beers in forty-five minutes. 
You got me. Um, Value, Colin. Value. And we, and we all know he's got a fatty liver to begin with. Um. So the other the other activities Chris was in, I didn't realize how big of a butterfly guy Chris was. Big, big <laughs> butterfly, Mark. You didn't know his favorite Pokemon was Butterfree? I had no idea. I'm a big butterfly freak. Uh, so, so you guys will like this. I know Harley knows. So let me tell the viewers. We go to the Butterfly Arboretum or whatever the fuck that thing's called. Insectarium. Sanctuary. Come on. And we're walking around, and they got the but- all different species of butterflies, all different species of birds and plants. Man, nice place. Take you 30 minutes to look at everything. We're walking through, and they've got these little birds, and they they just kind of look like they look like small, fat pigeons that can't fly, but they're fluffy. And these little these there's two of them, and they're fucking one's chasing the other. And you know, I think it's just cute little mating bird bullshit. And this lady, this older lady, she's clearly just an old lady volunteer that just loves her goddamn job. I just kind of make a comment, like, oh, look at them, they're playing. In all seriousness, she looks at me and says, they're not playing. He's trying to rape her. (laughs) Whoa, lady! (laughs) And what she was explaining is that these two two birds, one was clearly the male, the male's chasing the female, and he's nipping at the back of her the whole time. And I saw him get her a few times, text her, gets a hold, pins her down, and he tries to mount her. But she would squirm away. So I watched this for about three to five minutes, I'd say, after she told me about the rape going on, and then they kind of disappeared into the trees. But who knew the butterfly farm? <laughs> Kill or get killed. Yeah. That was so brutal. Yeah, uh, the trap funk The trap fuck is a uh, natural in nature. Who knew, Shanker? <laughs> that is a trap fucking the bird where, where, where was this place, Chris? Uh, it's on Duval Street if you take it all the way towards uh, the water. Mallory Square or the opposite way? I think the opposite way. I think it was near Mallory Square. Oh, really? I think huh. so. I don't think so I've like ever been there. Or on Olivia. If you go from your folks' house down Olivia. Chris, we don't need left, directions like, on the pod. I was just curious. The, it's all the way down there. <laughs> all right so chris the the one activity that ella and i partaked in with uh malori was the hemingway house so chris i know <laughs> everybody on the tour loved the hemingway house and when it got to me of like how i liked it i was like eh, it, this thing sucked and i got ridiculed for not enjoying the tour of the hemingway house it was fine. It wasn't worth the fucking money, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's it also that- wasn't worth the lady shaming us from being from COVID central Louisiana acting like Florida's got fucking clean hands in the COVID-19 era. Fuck her. <laughs> yeah, as as far as the money it costs to go on that, it's really not worth it. But if you could get him for... You didn't pay! Exactly. I was about to say, if you can get him for free, it's it's worth it. I mean, the house is cool, and they got cats. But if you have to pay, oh, did you hear how much of a bitch the lady uh, at the front gate was whenever we tried to get in for free? No, but I mean, I don't blame her because you don't fucking live there. <laughs> what well, you so don't we live go there, there either? Your mom's got this little pass that apparently gets you in free at various places on the island, and uh, you know she tries to get us in for free. No big deal. We're all fucking adults with jobs here, essential personnel. We got money, unlike correct. <laughs> and so <laughs> we. Uh, Try to get it for free, and she's like, "Oh well, you're you're talking to your mom. You're a resident, but they're not, so like they're gonna have to pay. No big deal. We pay. It's fucking overpriced, whatever." And then she just keeps going on about it, like, "Oh yeah, the the gift shops, unlimited spending." And then she made a couple other fucking snide comments. Oh, you're from Louisiana. Do you know anybody that got ill? And we're like, "No, not really personally." She's like, "Oh." Interesting, as if we were fucking lying. Chris, you said it wrong. It's interessante, Chris. Chris, don't say it wrong. It's interessante. <laughs> interessante. Um. So, Al, I got a question for you. When I gave you a prop of over, under, one and a half broken chairs for the trip, do you think Chris broke two chairs 
or more, or you think he only broke one or less? Yeah, I mean, when you said that prop, he had obviously already broken one, I believe. Um, so, by the way you're asking me this, I'd say the over, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to guess over. How many chairs did Fat Boy break? Chris, does that count as two because you broke the same chair twice? Uh, we, I thought we already discussed this. It just counts as one chair because once it's broken, it's broken. You can't break the same chair twice. Yeah, I agree with it's that. Double jeopardy. Yeah. Double jeopardy. <laughs> Al, you subscribe to the same tanning theory that your dad does. I didn't. I, I didn't quite understand what you and Shanker were ribbing him for in the snap. So please wait, explain it for the viewers. Wait, hold, hold on. You don't know about this? Okay, so so we get to the beach for the first time. Me and Chris and I are in the water. I said, "Hey, Chris, watch this. When Mark comes here, he's not going to wear his sunglasses for the first fifteen minutes because he thinks that if you don't wear sunglasses for fifteen minutes in the sun, it lets your body know it's time to tan. And then after fifteen minutes, he puts his glasses on. So Chris and I are in the water talking about this. So then we get back to the beach. They had just rolled up because we were in, we were rolling six deep with with paint." That's seven. Uh, we couldn't go all at once. So we roll back up, and Chris goes, hey, what about this tanning stuff? And then Mark just breaks it down immediately about the 15 <laughs> minutes and all this other shit. Well, I mean, he is very tan, but it's most likely just because he's out in the fucking sun every day. So uh, sounds like a crackpot theory. Who knows? 15 years from now, maybe, hey, the old man was right. But, yeah, it sounds like a crackpot theory. So, Al, I got a question for you. We we had a pretty good group of six, you know, in, in your parents' house. You know, your parents, Chris, his bride, me and my bride. If I told you there was one fight between the six, what two people do you think was in it? Hmm. Probably my dad and my mom. You got 50% of the, the fight right. My mom and Malori. You still have 50% of the right, but you have it wrong. Your dad and Malori were the only two people that fought the entire time. <laughs> Chris, would you like to explain what the fight was about? <laughs> I don't recall the just then, we were playing Nazi Yahtzee, and those two, when they got a full uh, a full gullet of booze, they're gonna they're gonna get their way. Particularly my bride's inability to sit and listen, and your dad's inability to take no for an answer. <laughs> I know we were playing Nazi Yahtzee. I don't remember exactly what happened. I think maybe. Your dad thought she cheated. No, no, Chris. It, it had to have been no, her not following no, the rules the way he no, wanted no, to. No, so this is what happened. We're playing we're playing uh liar's dice here. And then we swap to uh what the heads up, the game where you play the cell phone on your head. Yeah. And Mark and I and Chris got our ass kicked by the women. It was men versus women. Battle so, of the sexes classic. So, so uh on one of the one of the things that Mallory counted as a point. Mark, it was like they were supposed to say like teething, and they only said like teeth or something like it was something like it was it was close Semantic. enough. Semantics. And then Mark got really mad about <laughs> it, and and at some point said like Mallory was going back and forth saying it was right or wrong, and all of a sudden there was a random fuck you said out there, <laughs> and it was over. Your dad threw it out. <laughs> And it was over. No one said anything. Then Mark got pissed off because they started playing WAP. And, <laughs> That's, and that'll send him over the edge for sure. But the night before, he was dancing to WAP in the middle of the living room. I, I Yeah, I, you're right. It wasn't not the Yahtzee. It was heads up. And it was basically like, you know, the phrase. But sometimes you don't get the phrase exactly like it is. But, you know, we're not fucking Nazis over here, so... We give it to you. So if it was like, if the phrase is baking, and Harley can correct me if I'm wrong, but if the phrase was baking a cake, if you got cooking a cake, we'll fucking give it to you. Same goddamn thing, right? Yeah. And I think that's what Mark freaked out about. But what Harley failed to mention is when the fuck you flew, 
immediately it was met with a, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody was just kind of like, whoa. And then it, the game just went on. And the next morning, your mom, I came down first, and your mom was like, so did Mark and Mallory make up? I was like, I don't think so. I think they'll probably just let it roll. <laughs> <laughs> Never and talked about never talked about it was awesome hey that's it was, it was never once mentioned again hey that's good that's good family just sweep it on the rug and act like it never happened <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the family chris couldn't agree more i'm a big fan of avoiding <laughs> unlike your dad sniping on people on facebook <laughs> we'll save that for another episode um i will tell you chris also invented ordering a water he's sitting there at the at the first restaurant we're at we're at deuces and the waitress comes up and says uh would you like some water and he means to say he wants water with no ice but he goes yeah i'll take a water with no water <laughs> dumb, dumb well, we were drinking a lot on vacation you fucking dumbass i lost my train of thought from time to time I loved it. I want some more without the water. So I know you guys love to make fun of me for having three chins, but as much as, I mean, we went out to dinner every fucking night, probably ate out two meals a day. I somehow lost weight on that vacation. That heat, bro. The prison workouts. Prison workouts, yeah. I got hardly on that prison workout train. He's pretty strong for having HIV. So, Chris, uh, rank the people you hated on this trip the most. The guy fishing on the public beach in the rocks with people swimming around. The guy that was Instagram-living his prison workout and barely working out. Or the uh, the dudes throwing the football on the beach that couldn't throw a football. Which guys did you hate the most? Yeah, I'm definitely going with the guy that was fishing on the jetties right around everybody. I want Al's take on that. Oh, so it's one thing if you're, you know, way off away from the majority of the people. So, Al, I want you to take on this. It's one thing to, to be fishing way far away from everybody or whatnot. What do you think about tassels that take their big fucking surf rods with their big hooks all over the place and they're throwing around people fishing? Not only is there potential to get hooked, but there's potential to bring sharks and other fish around you where you're trying to enjoy your swimming. I can't stand that. Fuck off. If you're on a public beach, take your fucking fishing pole somewhere else. I think you pretty. Much, I think you pretty much covered it, Chris. Plus, you're a hardo. There's not that much fish in those waters there either. So, like, you. No, you're wrong about that, dude. There's so yeah, much fish in those waters. Like an area, maybe like a bridge. A jetty far away from everybody, not in the middle of everybody. Come on. Hey, yeah. Chris. Go over there and snap his pole over my leg. Chris, for the Craigs of the world, uh, could you explain what a jetty is? Because I, I bet the uneducated men like Craig, who are non essential, probably don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the dictionary definition is, but basically when they drop a bunch of rocks until they come out of the water, right? Like a little rock wall in the ocean. See, boom. Extends the land out on the- Yeah, isn't that what the Marlins, that ace like Marlins pitcher died on because he was hammered on a yeah. boat and just was was uh was motoring it and he just ran right into the jetty and killed himself basically? Yeah, we're looking at the satellite map of that area. He missed the fucking channel by like hundred feet. <laughs> Poor fucker. One of the best to ever do it. Gone too soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, we uh we went snorkeling all over them rocks, Al. There was a lot of snook. Saw tons of fish in there. So uh, Chris even got his uh got himself in there, and I made fun of him at first because he kept his shirt on to do the uh, snorkeling, and then I did it, and I got my back burned as fuck because I was in there for about an hour and a half swimming around. Sure, you just kept your sunglasses on while you were snorkeling. Boom, problem solved. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no you gotta take your sunglasses off because you gotta know it's time to tan. If you leave them on, that's why you get burned. Come on. Know your dad's rules. How to get burned. How That's to get what, burned. Hey, Chris, since since Al can't do any chores and he clearly hasn't been told the family secrets of tanning, maybe he's son for... Um, my dad did tell me a hilarious uh, story when he was hammered one of these nights. I'm not sure if now is the best time for it, but... Uh, you want me to go? Well, look, the Chris probably ain't got much time, so is Chris involved in this? No, but he's going to enjoy this story. Okay, give it to no, him. Go ahead, I'm listening. 
Okay, so back when my dad was in college, you know, it was a different different era, long time ago, long, long time ago. Apparently, he had a roommate who literally had a broken neck from partying the weekend before. Like a, a Blake Anderson for workaholic situation where he fucking jumped through a table and broke his back. But this dude had a broken neck. So this guy's at a party with his neck brace on or whatever, and these chicks at the party like threw a basketball and hit my dad's friend in the nuts. So my dad, who was pissed off at his friend getting nutshotted by these chicks, dumped a dirty trash can on top of the chick's head who did this and then rolled the chick down a hill in the trash can. And then her and her townie friend came back pissed off and he did a high karate kick and fucking domed her in the head. And the the rest of the squad with pitchforks scrambled after my dad pulled this move. Well, a few days later, the cops rolled around and they were asking about the situation and they botched my dad's last name to everybody like, hey, do you know so-and-so? using our last name, but they were pronouncing it wrong since it's a fairly uncommon last name, hard to pronounce. And everybody just was like, no, I don't know who that is. You know, plausible deniability. They got the name wrong. Nah, Oh, Harley Chode. Never heard of him. That sort of situation. So that's a, uh, that's a, that's a feminist for you. Giving it to the women, just like they, uh, got, gave it to the men back in the day. So, uh, you know, who says chivalry was dead? And who and very who, not acceptable in 2020. And, and who knows how much of that story is true or not? You know, it could have just been all for fun. So we got our lawyer and retainer t- for this. Told this some fucking college story uh, about him, your mom, and some other dude that was hammer driving, and maybe one or two other people in the car. Great story. And he Chris. like hit a light pole or something. Oh somehow, yeah, like, I've heard that one before. Cops tried to chase him. Yeah, I've heard he that runs one. From, he runs from the cops. And yeah, they, they're yeah. chasing his ass. They're yelling at him. Your, your parents and everybody else in the car are telling this guy to stop. He just keeps going. Somehow wrecks and hits a light pole. Yeah. Have you heard that one? Yeah, I have. <laughs> Apparently that dude was like a, a Coke dealer. Sounds about right. Yeah, that no, that's what he that's what he said. Yeah, I, he told us that story as we were eating some wingmasters or God knows what we were eating. Yeah, so uh, that's that's my uh, that's my contribution to the Key West uh, stories there. So, Chris, I don't really have that much more uh, to talk to you about, buddy. You have anything for us, real quick? Uh, let me look at my notes real quick. <laughs> Written on a cocktail napkin from Beach Corner, where he's at right now. Shout out to Beach the one Corner. Other, the one other thing I thought was a funny gimmick on the trip was Al, your dad. He was so confident in his walking route <laughs> that anytime we were walking home from a restaurant or a bar or walking to a place, he would always say, oh, we should go this way. And then him and your mom would argue for 30 seconds, and we would all follow your mom, and Mark would go his route. He would always get there first, but he always looked a little sweaty and a little <laughs> winded. I'm pretty sure he was jogging. He was speed walking in his Crocs. <laughs> Just had to have his route be the fastest. Yeah. Sound, sounds about right. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't have anything else. I'm sure I got something else to hash out. What'd you think about the uh, AIDS Beach Memorial, Chris? I thought that was one of our better workouts going to AIDS Beach. That was probably the second best workout. Oh, you like the first? You like the first one by the uh, Coasties? Yeah, I thought the first one we did on the little in front of the condos by the Coast Guard ship was the best. But honestly, that was the most sunny uh, spot to work out in, so it could have just been exhaustion and heat. All I know AIDS is Beach, love it though. Got a little stinky. Chris and I were sitting there working. We started joking about selling ass. We turn and look. These people at the condo are just watching us with our shirts off, just sitting on the balcony, giving us the eyes. It's a very, uh, very gay island. So, selling that ass. Got to. So, Chris. Oh, we just totally glossed over uh, the Leathermaster story, Harley. Oh yes, Chris. Chris, yes, going to Leathermaster. <laughs> 
out, you know, with the leather master stores, sex shop. Of course. Yeah, it's it's ducked off in a little alleyway. It's got the gay flag flying in front of it. Uh, yeah, exactly. I know. I I know so, it well, intimately. Some might say. So there's some there's some sort of bar right across from it. Your parents were interested in going to. So we go to dinner one night. We're like, oh, we'll go to this bar. Go check it out. We go there. It's closed. So we're just kind of hanging out in front of the leather master while people are on their phones trying to figure out like our next move. Oh no! While y'all are and, snapping pictures of me, you fucks. <laughs> yeah, probably taking photos next to leather master too. So we're standing there and uh, <clears throat> figuring out what, what the next move is. This gay couple, two men walk up, but they're not like Key West gay. Like, you know, most guys down there are like fit, in shape, dressed well. These guys literally looked like me and Sam like in 30 years. Like just chubby nerds, white tennis shoes, white socks, short khaki shorts, shit like that, right? And they walk up and they try, they're trying to go into the leather master and one of them pulls the door and it tells it's locked. And they're very upset. And one of them says something to the effect of, I guess the computer got it wrong. Like, I guess what he meant is he looked it up online and it says they're open online, but they're clearly not. And your mom had a fucking steel day with that quote. She just kept saying it with the most stereotypical homosexual accent. I guess the computer got it wrong <laughs> all night long. <laughs> Absolutely burning them. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever walked by there and that place be open, so I don't know how they stay in business, but maybe they well, do some online so orders Chris, or deliveries. Th- the other thing that happened that night, so I think that's the night we end up going to Irish Kevin's because Al's mom doesn't want to go there because supposedly there's some like ex-divorced kin that that yeah. l- likes to be there. So we go into there, and there's just like fucking dude that looks grungy as hell, got like a flat bill hat on, short chubby, and it just kind of looks familiar, but I don't place it. I don't really want to stare. And all of a sudden, my wife turns to me and goes, hey, uh, I think that's the dude from Grandma's Boy. And I and I, I look, I was like, you talking about Nick Swardson? And I started looking at him. We're like, dude, that looks like Nick Swardson. So, of course, in the table, we're trying to figure out if that's him or not. And then he gets up, starts telling autographs and shit. Al, I got to tell you, Nick Swardson, he looks like he's been uh, living a rough life lately. You guys sent me some pictures of him in his baggy khakis and flip-flops. He and, and this chick next to him, the chick was towering over him. He looked short, and he looked like he was in rough shape. You know what he looked like, Al? He looks like Davy Baby, <laughs> my friend from school. So, uh, I, he honestly looked like the worst Davy Baby though. long. Yeah, but big shout out to him. He was uh, he was having him, himself some fun in Key West, and uh, he seemed like a regular at that bar too, or at least a regular with that musician. Yeah, no, he yeah that musician. We end up running into him what the next night when we were at the uh, oh shit, what was that place with the wings? Uh, Sandbar, sports bar, or whatever it was. End up running into him the be- there. That guy was playing all over Key West, and evidently Swords and knew him. So that was pretty cool to see Grandma's boy in the wild. Big celeb spotting, so yeah, that's that's always fun to uh, to run into somebody unexpectedly like that, and realize that everyone in Hollywood is a fucking midget. That's fucked up. All right, Chris, do you have anything else, or uh, you need to get back to uh, Third Reich and the uh, the bar? I think I'm gonna go back and get another beer. All right, buddy, have a have a good one. Hey, you got any live action on the game tonight? Yeah, I got uh, Texans team total over 21 and a half. Okay. Uh, I had the over first half in that Lakers Rockets game. I think it was like 113 and a half. I'm assuming that loss to stop paying attention to it. Yeah, then it and wasn't then, looking good. It lost. And then I tailed out on whatever stuck he had for UAB plus 15 and a half for that game. Yeah, UAB versus Miami plus 15 and a half. We're recording this on the first Thursday of the NFL season, Thursday night football. So this would be a segue. If you've listened to this far in the pod, I want to give away a Madden NFL 21 code for PlayStation. Uh, So listen carefully. The code is XYTSP-NFL. 
A N A L six dash six three X I I dash M A G A two dash one three three seven three. So that's the Madden code for PlayStation. If you if you didn't hear it, one, get the dick out of your ear, and two, just rewind, listen to that Madden code, and enter it enter it in uh, for PlayStation. Xbox people, maybe we'll get you something next week. Maybe not. All right, thank you, Chris. Talk to you later, buddy. Later, boys. All right. All right, thanks for Chris joining us. And now uh, I got a little bit more about Key West, but this part didn't go with Chris. Chris actually gave us more time than we expected him to. Come on, you bitch! Come on, you bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Chris. Um, So, Al, have you ever ate at Garbo's in uh, Key West? Yes, I have. I've eaten at the old location. I've eaten at the new location. Okay, the new location. Yes. How's the parking situation? Parking for... Cars, bikes, cars. I mean, I know where the story's going, but uh, I I don't know. Not great. It's on a. I think it's on a little one way off of Duval, and there's a bunch of businesses around there, and not too much street real estate. So your dad, when I went there with him in 2017, and evidently for almost ever, has been parking at this bank in the employee parking section. So we're there. It's COVID. He. He drops us off coming from the beach at the uh, at Garbo's. This is when uh, Chris ducked out with his bride to go get ready to do the um, the cruise. So we're at Garbo's. We get some stuff to eat. Uh, they got some great like yellow uh, yellowtail snapper uh, fish tacos that that they're eating. I'm eating a mango dog. Getting some beers from the Salty Dog or whatever that place is. The little bar is right there. That bar always changes whatever the name yeah, is. I think it's Salty Dog right now. So, had a couple beers. Had some roadies. I'm going back. Your mom beats us to the car. And Mark is so excited about his parking spot. Like, he loves the fact that he parks here. So, we get there. And your mom beats him to him and goes, Hey, Mark, you got a boot. And he just can't comprehend what she just told him. So she's trying to tell him he's his car's been booted for illegally parking. Mark's sitting there. What, what do you mean? She's like, Mark, you got a boot. Uh, what are you, Patty? What are you saying? I got a boot. Ah. <laughs> so he finally gets around the car and sees it. He goes, Oh shit! <laughs> so so now now we're sitting there. I'm like, Fuck! I'm out of beer. I'm about to have to walk back home because I'm not waiting around for a tow truck. I'm about to leave these fools. And um, this old guy comes around the corner like. Evidently, he had, there's no one in the bank, so this guy's got like free range to just watch shit. Finally, and he saw Mark park there, and he's he knows that he ain't got no employees there, so he lets him park, lets him walk away, and then goes boots his car, which is a dick move because if the bank's not open, just let the people fucking park there, right? He's setting precedents. He's just fucking making money, so, glorified tax collector. So he uh, ends up walking over. And just, like, happens to know when Mark's there waiting for it. So the guy comes around the corner, and Mark's like, oh, look, there he is. I'm going to go pay this guy off. He goes, walks over there. Guy has a little bit of a conversation. I think it ended up costing Mark, like, 60 bucks or some bullshit like that. And uh, your dad is surprisingly happy. Starts bragging to the guy that he's been parking there for, like, (laughs) 20-something years. Never got a ticket. Always in the same spot. Uh, and then the guy, and then as the, as he's bragging, he has a side thought. He goes, "Hey, so uh, what's a what's a parking ticket cost?" And the guy's like, two hundred. He's like, two hundred dollars. I'm getting off for sixty. He goes, "Oh, I'll pay that deal every time." And blah blah blah. It starts going. It's like, oh my god, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so the old man comes over, takes off the boot. I bet he just cashed that money. Like I think this guy's yeah. got his own personal boot and just comes out there and fucks with people. It just fucking gets his rocks off, hiding yeah. in the bushes, but. Booting people and then fucking oh jerking off in the bushes as they get mad. He he got a ticket uh parking when we went to Deuces. He parked um by like half shell oyster bar that was a free spot or something there. I don't know why he couldn't park there, but he parked there and, and came back and he 
once we were done with dinner, you had a forty dollar ticket there too. So the boy was racking up some parking tickets on the island. So, um, I guess because you had Leo with you, y'all didn't walk everywhere. We like literally walked everywhere. It's probably why Chris lost all that weight that he talked about. I mean, we walked everywhere, but in we we basically Amber and Leo would have had enough juice in them to go to like one place like we go to breakfast and then at the rest of the day they were done because they they're not they're not uh they're not heat people plus leo is being fussy anyway so it's not like you want to pressure walk so um chris does this thing on vacation i didn't want to bring it up to him because i think it's gonna be funnier when he listens back to this chris has this weird thing that every time he poops he goes and takes a shower did you know this? And puts the same clothes back on? Yes. I mean, I didn't know every time, but I mean, he probably did it also because he was sweaty. No. So this is the opposite of me. He took like four showers a day, and oh, I took yeah. like a shower so every four that days. That was the running gimmick is the day that Chris was hung over from the cruise, he took more showers that day than you take in a month. He, he was shitting everywhere. He took probably five or six showers that day. Are you serious? Yes. Holy shit. And your mom was definitely giving you the business saying how... She, Amber's a, a a saint for letting your stink ass in bed, and she wouldn't allow it. Okay, well, she's a saint. I agree. <laughs> Good call, mom. Um, thanks for babysitting on date night. If you listen to this, mom. So, uh, Al, did y'all go to Blue Heaven while uh, y'all were there? Uh, we went once and were sweating our ass off, and Leo puked everywhere. It was not a fun time. So uh, we went and ate there. That's the second time we kind of ate there. And my bride's big issue with the place is they got this, like, key lime pie with this big meringue on the top of it, which is, like, egg white shit. Anyway, the key lime pie is good. They just got so much extra meringue on it, she just thinks it's fucking terrible. It's a waste. It's terrible. Well, fucking scrape it off. Complaining about it the whole time. In the words of Kevin, don't fucking eat it. (laughs) So when we, uh, we flew out, uh, to Tampa. So our layovers in Tampa, we went from Key West to Tampa. And then we're, so we had like a, a four and a half hour layover in Tampa because of just COVID. They canceled some of the flights. It was supposed to be like an hour and it ended up being four. So t- first of all, Tampa airport's just fucking terrible. There's, <laughs> there's nothing to open the, uh, with, especially with COVID. There's nothing to open. They didn't have a place you could get a fucking beer open before two fifteen. And Damn. we got there at eleven. Damn. Yeah. Uh, or no, we got there at noon. The uh, I don't think I've ever been in the Tampa airport, but aside, we'll get back to your story. The Key West airport, which is small, fucking pissed me off leaving because you know airport they make you dump out the water, whatever. Well, normally I fill it up with a water fountain, but their their one bathroom for departures was under construction, and I fucking go to the bar try to get them to fill up the water and the lady's like, oh, I can't do it with the with the tap, sorry. So I ha- essentially had to buy overpriced water because of their ineptitude. I came back with a pissed off scowl on my face and Amber was like, Don't get so don't like like she could just see it on my face. She's like, gee, don't get so mad or whatever. But I I was fucking steamed about that. My Jewish ass was steamed. You got you got you got upset that you couldn't get some water. You get dehydrated flying. It's a fact. Oh, I had to pay seven dollars for fucking two waters instead of just refilling it. Anyway, back to the shitty Tampa airport where the beer doesn't open back up till two fifteen. So, or whatever. so the other thing is, there was like a pizza place open, but we're like, all right, well, there's a Chick Fil A in another terminal. We got tons of time. Let's just go get some Chick Fil A. Best part about uh, moving around on a Saturday in an airport, you can get some Chick Fil A if they got one. So, we start walking, and we got to go to a different terminal, and there's one in the, like the main hub. But Tampa's airport has like a bunch of. Di- it's like a central location, and a bunch of different terminals that come out, like got tr- trains that just go back and forth to them yeah. or trolleys. Yeah. But their uh, TSA is at each one of the fucking trains. So you have to leave fucking security to go anywhere else in the airport. Oh, fuck that. So, so you were either stuck in this place where all you could get was pizza or go and get Chick-fil-A. We had so much time. It's like, all right, fuck it. We'll go. We'll get out of fucking security. We'll come back. 
So we go down to security, and then we realize there's there's like a hotel. A crew. Great, we'll go to the hotel bar and get a drink. Nope, that doesn't open till two. <laughs> well, fuck you. So so then we're like, okay, we'll go to a different terminal. Maybe they got something. No, if you ain't got a ticket to this terminal, you can't fucking go. Fuck you, Tampa. You are the fucking worst. So now we have to, okay, now we go back. Now my wife, uh, she doesn't like to fly sober. So she is a cranky pants at this point. Just so pissed. Like somehow it's my fault that we ended up at Tampa airport and I didn't understand that this was going to happen. Why doesn't she like to fly sober? Does she get anxious when she flies or she just prefers to be hammered? No, she just prefers to be hammered. So so we go over to um, personal preference. <laughs> so we go over to uh, back to the terminal we're supposed to be in. I'm watching some NBA playoffs on my phone. I start doing some live betting, just you know, degenerate stuff to pass the time. Killing time. And all of a sudden, the uh, the payway, which the guy said was going to open at two, actually opens at two thirty. So we get over there, and now my wife's got another thirty minute disappointment she thinks but by 215 it opens up we're literally the first ones in the bar and she probably put down tons of drinks but anyway there's this guy that comes in he's got like this uh he kind of looks like he uh wearing a tap out shirt he (laughs) he looks like he's like some kind of ex-military guy just got scowl on his face not gonna say anything real real silent type yeah and he sits down well you're kind of like spacing people out at the bar because it's COVID. Yeah. Well, this guy kind of is sitting there, and there's a space open, and there's a woman on the on the end. Well, COVID is a really shitty time for these airport people that all they get to their rocks off by telling fake airport stories to strangers and, like, making connections and, like, never seeing the person again. Like, there's people that just get their rocks off on this shit. Yeah. This motherfucker walks up and just won't shut the fuck up. Military boy? No, no, not military boy. The woman? No, no, no. Walks in, sits in between them like COVID, no, no. Breaking social rules here. This guy comes and sits down, starts chatting up, and this woman engages with him. Big, big mistake. As soon as he sat down, I turned over to my wife. I was like, there's something wrong with this dude. She's like, "Mm, yeah, I think so too. So... (laughs) As he starts talking about like his kids and all this crazy stuff he likes to do, like BMX and fucking rollerblading, and he plays <laughs> roller derby and all these lies. This guy looks like fucking uh, uh, Durs had a, a baby with Pat Oswalt. Like this guy does not. Look- he looks like Zach Corbin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, bleep his last name. No last names. Uh, shout out to Canes. Who didn't give us the uh, free canes for yeah, a year? Fuck. I couldn't unfollow Todd Graves fast enough. <laughs> anyway, um, so so this guy starts talking, and I just I hate this guy. So I'm focusing on the game, focusing on the game, but I can't get this guy's voice out of my head. But then I look over at military guy. Military guy is just like giving him like the fucking stink eye like this guy's reacting to his fucking shit like you can tell this guy's going through his head like oh my fucking god i can't believe this guy's sitting next to me all i wanted is a fucking beer before i gotta go to fucking afghanistan or wherever this guy's going that i'm making up at this point yeah it's is, is military guy engaging at all he's no, just no, no, overhearing no, this he's, and just his, beside himself his body position is a good 45 degrees pointing away from the seat next to him uh, he's leaning on the hand, going opposite. This guy wants nothing to do with this. Yet dude. he's still listening. He, well, he can't help but hear. I can hear from like four seats over. Yeah, but you're enjoying it. This guy's no. I'm it. not enjoying it. <laughs> but I'm enjoying this guy's reaction to it. So, so just, you're enjoying it? Okay. Yes. A little, a little bit. So the guy finally uh, ends up making a connection with this woman who's way older than him, and uh, they end up on the same flight, and not once. Not twice, but four times she tries to ask him where his seat is to try to make sure he's not going to be near her. He won't answer the question. So I don't even know if he was on her, on her flight, but he claimed he was on her flight. I don't know. They were going to like fucking uh, Cincinnati or something like that. But anyway, so he leaves. So as he leaves, I see the military guy just like, oh, thank fucking God. And I just, I look at him. I was like, that was pretty bad, wasn't it? <laughs> and and the guy hasn't said a word since he came up. That's the shit. And his first, 
that dude fucking sucks. Oh my fucking God. Would he not shut the fuck up? Was the lady still there? No, the lady left. They both left at the same time because they had to go catch their... Because she had to go catch the flight, but this guy just never left. Supposedly, he was going to... He told the bartender, yeah, I missed the flight earlier. I don't know why. And the boarding was happening as he was still sitting at the bar drinking. So this guy's clearly just... I don't know. Something wrong with him. Yeah. Anyway, so he leaves. Well, this guy turns out Big shout out to Bruce at the Tampa airport. That's this guy's name. He was he couldn't have been more of a Bruce. The military guy? Yeah, military guy. So Bruce, and look, I, I choose to believe this. You never know. Uh, had heard the bartender say we came back from Key West. So he, after I engaged and he realized that we were also making fun of this dude and we're probably decent people and we we're all going to be sitting here for another couple of hours. Yeah. He uh, goes, oh, so so where'd y'all go in Key West? And we, we're here, 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 ate at Blue Heaven, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh. He goes, okay, cool. Well, that this uh, uh, Sally Mermaid, the Black Pearl, and Blue Heaven, I'm a co-owner of. And it's like, wait, what? How you're in Tampa, dude? How are you co-owner? He said, "Yeah, so I work in Afghanistan, and uh, to make money while I'm here, because I only get paid while I'm overseas, we end up investing into these places." I said, "How are you getting Key West?" And he's like, "Well, the guy, my partner's girlfriend owns a hair salon down there, so she told us about these businesses coming up. So evidently, in like 2018, he bought into the Blue Heaven. So my wife hears this, and I'm." Now I'm just getting a little nervous. Start shitting on the Moran. <laughs> yes. Yes. So she she says, look, I love Blue Heaven, but I got a problem with it. And I said, I, I, and I looked at him. I said, just don't, just don't worry about this. Because she's, within an hour, she's got like seven drinks. And she's pulling Chris on the boat numbers here. But these are real beers. None of those no, she, eight ounce clear plastic cup. They're, Chris drinks. they're full beers. And they're also a couple like so, uh, vodka sodas and shit like that. So she starts shitting on it. I don't know why the meringue's so big, blah, 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 blah. And he starts, he, you could tell he, he starts typing shit in his phone. I was like, dude, stop taking notes. This is, this, <laughs> this is not what you need to do. It's touristy. It's fine. Don't worry about it. No, 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 blah, 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 blah. Anyway, supposedly he tells his business partner that he's getting feedback on too much meringue. <laughs> And this shows is a curb your enthusiasm and shows, episode. And shows us the text. Yeah. And uh, the guy goes, okay, well, uh, we'll experiment a little bit with it. And so I told your dad, if he ever goes to Blue Heaven and there's small meringue, you can thank Ella for that. Because uh, evidently, big shout out to Bruce. If I ever go back to Blue Heaven, I'm going to try to see if Bruce is there. He <laughs> says he goes there every couple of months. He, he seemed to know the area. So I choose to believe that Bruce is uh, legit. I think Black Pearl... Um, is like on Olive the same the same street my dad's house is on. It used to be where Seven Fish was. It's yeah. a really small restaurant. My dad was saying that they like change it to a tasting menu, and no way he's going to pay for a sixty dollar tasting menu when the dessert was blah 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 whatever the dessert that he didn't approve of was. So I don't know about that third place you mentioned, Sally Mermaids. Sally Mermaids, never heard of it. Yeah, no, the, it was one of the ones that were on the list because the 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 women the last night wanted to uh, go to a great place to eat, so there all these names were getting thrown out. So uh, it was a good time. We had a fun in Key West. Had some uh, some good company. I don't think I think Ella and I are compatible with Chris on vacation. I don't know if we're going to get invited back with Malori. We'll have to we'll have to find <laughs> out. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. They're always asking people to go, and for some reason, no one, uh, none of none of the relatives or or whoever are able to go. So I'm sure you guys would be getting a invite back. Oh shit! I'm I, I I might have to go back with your dad here soon and help him fix that roof. As plant myself as son number two and get another stay in Key West in October. Yeah, he's always looking for uh, worker, so I'm sure you'd be able to pull it off. Yeah, he had me and Chris up on the roof, like, epoxying it, because he had some roof leaks on Knobloch, uh, Enterprises, Properties, Mac, LLC. So, anyway, it's good times. Glad to help out, Mark. Thanks for the invite, if you listen. Thanks, Miss Patty. Y'all were very hospitable. Oh, and I forgot to tell Chris. Leo, you want to chime in at the end of the pod? Lee, No. Leo, your unky, your unky Chris, 
I introduced him to what we'll call Bingo Bango, which uh, he he was on that George Clooney Casa Diablo. No, Casa Amigos, not Casa Diablo. Great place, though. Shout out to Portland. But Casa Amigos, he, he loved it. Good stuff. Well, Chris... Chris uh, got it bingo bango from Bill Burr's podcast. So he, I mean, you may have got him on it, but he he hit you with the no. That was our, that was one of our gimmicks is bingo bango because he loved the Clooney so much. He was always drinking a beer. He wanted a beer and a Clooney, and then just started going straight Clooney. For the viewers, a bingo bango is a shot and a beer. So all right, so thank you for joining us on this other Uh-oh, episode. Oh, Leo's talking, coming in for wires. Small podcast. Well, Leo's coming for the wires. Uh, big shout out to uh, Jeremy Sager for his great win, and uh, we are uh, oh, join the Talk Small podcast. Uh, follow us all the time, and also look at the Super Contest where Baby Soda will be kicking Uncle Al's ass. Hell no, Leo. What do you think about Baby Soda? Leo, talk to Baby Soda. Tell me, sucks. That was Harley. He sucks. Tell him he's got stinky diapers. We're, We're out.